How are you? Good. Y'all should just know that when you come in any other time, I want you to just sit right there because this is great. Y'all are like right here, right here. So uh, before we get into it tonight, I just wanted um, I wanted to have a couple of testimonies of what you received uh, while Jim was here. And so if you got anything or the Lord did anything or showed you something that was uh, revelatory to you and, and revealed it to you, I want to hear about it. So who's first? Because I know some people got some stuff. <laughs> yes, ma'am. An insurance man came by today. We've been talking to them about uh, life insurance. Yeah. And kids don't ever want to hear their parents talk about life insurance, but something you have to do. And he came in, got all the questionnaires and everything filled out, and then he said to me, looking around, he said, you've got a beautiful cross in your front door. And he turned around and looked at the window. And he said, you've got a beautiful cross there. I said, yeah, and there's one in the front yard too. And it says, he's risen. He yeah. said, I can feel God in your home. Very powerful. Yeah. And I said, you know what? And I was shaking his hands when he was done. I said, you're going to 10 or 12 different places today in several different states. I said, please take him with you. Yeah. He'll Amen. fill us up, yeah. but take him with you. Yeah, amen. So, and Joe's eye, you know, we've been praying yeah. for a blind eye. You couldn't see the brown in his eye yeah. because of all the blindness in there. You could see the shape taking place. I showed it's, it to the it's pastor. It's different looking today, yeah. yeah. Did you turn up the main? Amen. Turn the, okay, all right. Yeah, that's right. You got it, but the people watching, they'll just hear me going, yeah, 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 if you don't use it, so, all right. So, I, all right, Joe, i got to ask you this. Um, did you walk some more today? Because if I didn't ask you that question, <laughs> Jim might get me, you know. So, and Yeah. You did walk some more. Good. You know, the more you walked last night, the stronger you got. And then the more you act like, I don't have a problem, I'm in the grace of God, the better it's going to get. Amen. Nobody helped them to the car. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, get up and get going. Don't wait on just believe his promises are real. Amen. I didn't know you were going to tell a story. I would have given you this. Because <laughs> then I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all, hey. <laughs> he said it went good. Amen. <laughs> so how, how else have you... Who else has experienced grace this week? How did you experience some grace of God? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to hold the microphone? Yep. <laughs> um, where do I stand right here? <laughs> um, well, I've had a relationship with God for a while now, and it just has continued to grow and grow and grow for you guys that have me on Facebook. You're probably just like, oh my goodness, if she posts one more thing about Jesus, like, because I'm just. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much. I just can't, yeah. I can't get enough. And um, <laughs> I'm shaking. 
So the the closer I get to him, last night, um, Jim prayed for me, and I just felt God just take me from where I was to like <laughs> outer space or somewhere. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like I was like in his lap. That's how close yeah. I was to him. And then today I realized that it wasn't only because Jim, who is blessed by God so deeply, prayed for me. I realized that if I pray, God gives it yes. to me too. Yes. And today I prayed four times. I've counted today already. He has given me that same like outer space <laughs> feeling. I've got it right now. I'm shaking. Yeah. Like I just yeah. can't stop shaking. God is so good. And I never knew I could get this close to him. And that I, I mean... This is only the beginning. I'm going to keep getting closer. And it's yeah. so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. And it is. And you know what? I've had that exact same experience where uh, the Lord uh, has touched me. And I was, you can ask Nicole, there was one period of time I didn't stop shaking for three days, like straight. It was just, and the power of God was hit me. And any time I would start to pray, it would just start all over again. Yeah, this? I know. That's the power before. of God. Amen. And today I One of the times I asked him, Lord, you know, do this in front of my boyfriend, which he also loves God, and just to really just let him see it as well, came in the house shaking, and I was crying, and like, he's like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm like, God's taking over me, and he's just like, oh my goodness, he has, and it's yeah. just so cool, because it's like proof, like you can just see it, and it's just, man, I can't even describe, it's so cool. Let me ask you something. All right, so do you think that's, like, just special for you? No, Who's no. It? Anybody that calls on, on Jesus okay. with love in their heart and faith in their heart, he will answer immediately. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> Who else? One more. Yeah, come on. There. <laughs> uh, just want to let you know that my... Faith has been jump started. Yeah, you know it's it's like I'm reintroducing myself to God. Just to paraphrase it. Yeah, but I mean it was awesome. It's it, that feeling it, uh, again. It's just like almost like a newborn baby. You know, yeah, and like yeah. A, like when I first got when I first got saved. Yeah, you know I've kind of got that feeling over again now. Oh man. You know, That's, and yeah. I just, uh, and I just want to continue to grow and have my faith grow and yeah, get my relationship with the Lord again. I mean, it kind of stumbled over the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, I was kind of all right. Well, you know, I just have enough of that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm glad it's taken every verse course, and you know. I want to change. Yeah. You know, I have that intention to change. And praise God. So. Amen. And yeah, praise God. And yeah. uh, that's, you know, my, my prayer life has been rejuvenated. You know, and I am praising God again. Yeah. You know. Amen. And, and you know, I just want to work on, a, get my faith as strong as I possibly can. You know, from what I've learned over the last few days, that well, I always knew that Jesus was in me. Yeah. You know, we're 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 one. We're together. Right. And but I've probably 
pushed them in the back seat for the last couple of years, but now it's yeah. you know I've just I'm it's getting rejuvenated. I can feel it, and it's uh, it's great. Praise it's God. a great feeling. That's awesome, brother. Yeah. You know what? I was um, I was watching you over the last couple of days, and during the day, I could see that the Lord was really touching you, and um, you weren't necessarily saying a whole lot about it, but I knew, and He was showing me that He was touching you. And I know that that process started last year about the time you and I talked right before we went into that reset series. And then you were like, yeah, I think I need some of that. And that started the process. And to watch it this week really come to the place where you're in touch with God again is, that's wonderful. That is I know, so it's like, you know, it's like the understanding of his word is yeah. clearer. Amen. A lot clearer. And... You know, knowing that I can do the things that Jesus did. Yes. It's like, all right, I want some of that, you know. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Amen. You Amen. Know, and I just, you know, I want to change. I, I, like I said, my intent is yeah, is, is there. And uh, Do you get the feeling that that's just for you? No. Or is it, no. Who, do you, who would it be for? Everyone. I mean, yeah. it's, it's there, you know, for the whole world. Amen. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's right. You know, I mean, Jesus died for all sins. Yeah. And so. Praise God. That's why he created us to bond with him. So yeah. It feels good just to, to have that bonding happening again. Yeah. You think you should, let me, let me ask you this. If you're feeling that way, you're feeling that way, you're feeling that way, you think that's somebody that you should tell, not just in this crowd, but when you see people, you feel, almost feel like that's something you should tell let people know golly you gotta you gotta meet jesus you gotta see how cool he has been do you think that's exactly yeah. you know to get you know i want to get that zeal back yeah you know i had it at one time and you know just kind of you know just went yeah you know my faith went stagnant and well, sometimes in this flesh we let go of it and we yeah. need to you know not get weary in well doing and i I'd like anybody who's never let go of something like that mm -hmm. in this room, please raise your hand. That's what I thought. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Anybody else just busting at the seams to tell? Yep. Amen. Jade had her hand. All right. Either one. We'll come back. Jade, okay. too. So mine is a little different. Um, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, almost going on two years. It'll be two years in August. Yeah. And I found that to be a real strength in my faith life because when I don't have the English words to say I can always lean on praying that way because I know my spirit is connected so what the interesting thing that's happened for me and it happened today actually is these last couple of days I've gone home and I'm sure like a lot of you I've thought I think after Monday night maybe I sat up for another hour and a half am I fully committed am I really commit am I all in Am I all the way in? Am I willing to jump into the deep end of the pool? Nope, probably not. Mm, I got some work to do. Started to try and pray in the spirit because I, I just couldn't figure out the right way to say it. But I couldn't get peace that way. I just was not getting peace. <laughs> Next day, could not get peace. It's like I'd start praying in the spirit and it just wasn't coming. It's like, what's going on? So finally today, um, in his... Tell us, Deb, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm a little dramatic. You've got to love me for <laughs> I that. I apologize. I couldn't help it. To know Deb is to love Deb. I'm sorry. <laughs> love you, Barrett. Um, 
Anyway, so the, the still small voice that I heard today was really reset, made real. Mm. And the voice that I heard was, stop trying so hard. Just talk to me. Yeah. So for me, it was actually just talking to him. Yeah. This is what I need right now. Yeah. Amen. And it was awesome. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That He just wants it to be real. It's, matter of fact, the thing that he's been telling me a lot recently when I talk to people and counsel them on connecting with them is just talk to them like you talk to me, you know? Don't, don't, don't talk to them like, you know, oh, holy father, I'm not worthy. You're worthy, you know, Ed, yeah, don't, don't do that. Just talk to them like you're talking to me. Amen. I turned very red. <laughs> really? For <laughs> Zoom. No. <laughs> okay. I'll turn this way. <laughs> mine's, mine's, mine's little, but it was big to me. No, it's not um, little. I've mm, probably, well, really, since I became a mom, I've had some some anxiety issues. Like yeah, about like I've been prescribed this and prescribed that, and they have to up my dose and lower my dose because it just I don't handle medicine very well. And um, that was one of the things that I asked Jim for last night. Like I need, and since last August, it's gotten better. Yeah. And I know it's yeah. gotten better. I feel that I've gotten better, but there's still just that that hang on, you know. Yeah. And uh, this <laughs> last night we got in a little late, so I either didn't set my alarm or I just don't remember. <laughs> Whatever happened. I have to get up at six fifteen. You were you got in late morning. from a church service. I, what I, kind of church was <laughs> you? Yeah, Jeez. Didn't go on my normal routine, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so everyone, I have to be up at six fifteen. Have to be in my car at seven thirty. That's that's the way it goes. And this morning I didn't get up till seven. <laughs> right. So don't ask me how it happened, but I got up calmly, got ready, oh. got Scarlet ready. We were ready at seven eighteen this morning with like and I was like what <laughs> how yes, did that just happen yeah. but that just meant so much to just just chill out for yeah. me that means a lot so amen that is great yeah that's not small that's huge yeah amen amen well praise God so um last that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool I'm gonna use the chair so last year, I remember very clearly when uh, Jim came that uh, it, he left, he preached on Tuesday night, and then on Wednesday morning, I was like, I have a service tonight. My Lord, how am I going to follow this up? And um, so this year, I was already thinking about that a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm a little bit more prepared this <laughs> this year, uh, but last year I was like, good gracious, what just happened? Because it really is, he and I had some time today, and um, it really is, what he's talking about doing is really a, um, it's a change from the norm. It is not status quo American church in 2015, it's different, and if you get that, then it's very good, but you also start to understand that um, that could cost you, you know, some of your comfort and some of your, you know, ease in that comfort, you know, and, um, but is it worth it? 
Well, you look at what we just had, the testimonies of God being very personal in people's lives. Is that worth it? Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and me too. I mean, I've been really experiencing more and um, myself personally and just uh, looking for different things and different pieces of, of grace, um, you know, that's out there all the time, watching watching. God do things, that I'm walking in this relationship and in this fellowship. And um, so, I, my question going into tonight, you know, normally we're, we'd be talking about relationships and marriage, and we'll get back on that, but that was not for tonight. And uh, so, I wanted to open it up, and I'm probably going to need a runner for the microphone, but yeah, amen. Um, but, I want to open it up for questions, and... Uh, which I so appreciate Jim coming and firing you up and leaving me with the question. So <laughs> I thought that was just awesome. So, but it is, you know, after a year of being able to uh, meditate on this, you know, this is where the Lord was leading me before I met Jim. And it was cool knowing that we were following his leading. And then he brings Jim in, who's really had some time to meditate on this and, and think about it. And so then after the last year and a half of meditating on it, we've gotten some, we've gone some places in this. And um, so what would you say is, what was Jim talking about, first of all? What would you say that he's talking about? How would you, one word, two words, how would you describe it? All in? Commitment? Intimacy with God? Change? Connection, yeah. Getting out of the way, amen. You know, and another testimony for me was watching you in worship, J.D. I mean, tonight, I mean, you're just all, and that was not you a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, you were worshiping God, and it was coming from your heart. And uh, what a blessing. I know, I mean, that's a blessing to me. I know it's a blessing to you. So... Amen. God doing stuff you didn't see coming is what he said. So, so connection, intimacy, uh, all in. And I would say ultimately what you're talking about, if I could describe it in two words, it would be a connection or intimacy, the same thing. A personal connection, all right? Um, because that personal connection is what we need. That's our first love. That's reset. You know, that's what we were talking about. And the other thing is um, changing, you know, what one of his series is, what is reality? It's changing reality. Um, in other words, I'm refusing to accept the reality that the world continues to offer me, and I'm going to accept the reality that God has promised and is a reality, and the one that trumps the other reality. So it really is looking at things differently. So... What I'd like to do first is just, you know, we may look at some stuff, but just what questions do you have? Because, you know, he asked if you had any questions. Everybody was like, mm. but I know y'all got some questions. So uh, what are some, yeah, thank you. What are some questions that you have? Uh, just raise your hand and we'll, so I know it's, uh, it's a new way of thinking. You know, it's a new way of acting. So. Uh, and I think after we get going, it'll probably spur several questions. So who has a question about anything that he was talking about? 
I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting. Makes sense. Because <laughs> I conveniently have the mic. You have the mic. I have yeah. the mic. Um, I think my question is, you know, Jim talked about the importance of testimony, right? All of us have, or a number of us now have had some, some testimonies. And I think for me, when it comes to being all in, right, images in my mind are jumping into the deep end of the pool. As a nurse, it's ripping the Band-Aid off like that, right? It's not peeling it and whining and peeling right. it and whining. Um, I, I almost feel like I need to hear a testimony of someone who's been all in, who jumped in at the deep end of the pool, right? You, you, what I heard Jim preach, in theory, sounds amazing, and I want that for myself, but the power of hearing someone's story yep. um, and not, and being able to say, that would work for me. Yeah. Because I, I, I can hear things God's leading me up to the edge, right, of the 20-foot yep. deep pool and saying, you need to jump. This is, what I, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And I keep saying, but what about this? And what about that? Right. And what about that? Where, so I'll stop, but that, that's my question. Okay. Um, well, I can tell you a couple that are personal uh, for me. But also, I think that what will happen is you'll see some instances of where uh, you decided to go all in and God was there and answered that. Um, I can think of one you mentioned earlier about when you got filled with the Spirit. And I remember that process because that process was, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I don't know if this is God. I don't know if it's right. And finally, you saw enough about His character and His nature in the Word that you said, it is you, I, I just got to trust you. And when you trusted, when you jumped all in with your faith in that instant, what happened? He, I felt fresh. He showed you, up. Like I had just been reborn. Yeah. So there's your own testimony. You know, Praise and, God. Yeah, amen. Um, there's a, uh, I, I had a, I'll give you a, what you may consider a small one at first, and then I'll give you a large one, and I think you know both, both of the testimonies. Recently, I had a situation come up where somebody approached me and they said, hey, there's somebody that's saying something about boomerang and there's this and that and uh, there's police involved and you know they're relating it and they're not even here. But the testimony was that uh, you know, we were doing some wrong stuff you know, on, by the person who was associating themselves, right? So... It looked like, you know, the testimony that could be out there is that the leadership at Boomerang was doing completely wrong stuff. Well, my nature before all of this was, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I've got to go handle this. I've got to make some phone calls. I've got to handle it. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to protect the testimony, you know. And it's good to protect the testimony, and I should be about that, but, you know, I've learned that the best thing that you can do is let God be God. That's the best way I can protect the testimony. And I've learned that God's big enough to get in touch with me. If I'm in relationship and I'm his child, then I don't have to come up with a plan to fix it. He's already got one. And if I need to know something about that plan, he's big enough to ring the doorbell and, and say hello. <laughs> Not, you know, knock on my head. And so um, 
you know, whereas it looks like it could be a really bad situation and a bad witness and everything in the community, um, and we had done nothing. You know, it wasn't, we didn't do anything. It was somebody totally else saying the wrong thing is what I, the report I heard. And, um, you know, comes down to it, I said, okay. Well, that's all in. That was, you know, because otherwise, if I didn't, you think about that. What if I didn't do something and it turned into something huge? Well, legitimately, the nature of it could have ruined our whole complete testimony. So I would, that decision to do nothing but, you know, wait on the Lord and let God be God was an all-in decision. And the thing is, it came to nothing. It absolutely fizzled into nothing. But here's the great part of it. I wore no weight of that decision. I carried no weight because I didn't have to. I knew that if, if I needed to say something, if I needed to make a phone call, if I needed to take action, God knows where I live. You know? And, and he's big enough. Let's say that I'm, you know, uh, ultimately as long as I keep my heart open to connection to God and I'm, I'm legitimately unbiased, right, and, you know, got my ears open to hear from him. I may have, let me explain it. I may have plans to go this way, but just because I make plans and I think God was involved in those plans, it could have been me missing it. So even when I'm in the middle of those plans, always keep my ear open to God. And if he redirects, then I can easily jump back on the path if I miss it or whatever. But you always stay open to God. So um, in other words, let's say that I'm missing it and I missed it a little bit. Well, God's merciful, and I trust that he'll get louder, you know. And so you know, he's big enough to get my attention. A lot of times people move too fast because... They will, or they'll try to handle problems on their own and they move too fast because they don't believe that God can get in touch with them. And the reason is because they don't believe that they're actually connected. Yeah. When if you're a believer, you're connected. You are connected. So I had to be all in or else that could have been a real bad problem. And God just solved it. I never had to make one phone call or take any action and it just fizzled. Nothing. I've seen, we've seen that over and over again. Um, now, what some would consider a big thing, and I definitely at the time considered it a big thing, is when uh, we, you know, sold my company. I had the chemical company, and I was going to sell it for somewhere around two hundred thousand dollars, right? And that would have paid off our debt, given me a little bit of time to get a new job, and all this stuff. And the Lord wanted me to sell it because He was preparing us to start Boomerang. So had we not been obedient to that, um, then it would have been a problem. The only issue with that was I was, you know, I always basically worked for myself or family, so what would my resume look like, you know? And I don't have a degree, you know. Even now I don't have a degree, so some of y'all may not know that. Um, I have I spend a lot of time on the road talking to God, so that's a degree in itself. But um, and listening to the Word, years doing that, and uh, that's really where my training came from. And um, so, but as far as like a job and regular job stuff, I don't have a degree. So, you know, what did I have? I ran a company that I basically put my own self down as a reference. So, who am I going to go work for? You know, uh, that's that could be a negative. The other thing is, uh, Nicole wasn't working at that time, and you know we had just bought a house, 
We had just bought a car. And then, you know, I'm going to sell this for 200000 That's still a risk, right? Even though it pays off the debt and gives us some, you know, float money for maybe a couple of years, but it's still a risk because what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't know what we would have done. And then the Lord really speaks to me, and we determined this was the Lord and not the devil to get behind me, uh, was... He said, will you sell it for 100000 Well, that's, I don't know about you, but a hundred grand is a lot. And uh, it made a difference. And, and I was like, you know, first going, nah, get behind me. I'm not sure that was the devil. I think that was God. And uh, we found out it was God. And then he said, uh, we said, yes, we'll do it. We prayed it out. We agreed. Nicole and I agreed. And, and then... Um, we, the Lord said, will you sell it for 50000 I want you to sell it for 50000 Well, now, we're getting way on down there. You know, and a $50,000 check sounds nice, but not when it's only going to last you a year and that, you know, might, might have paid off our debt at that time, maybe, you know. And, but then where's the rest of the money coming from? It could have given us... But it was God. And so we prayed about it and said, yes, well, now we're starting to step into all in, right? So a $50,000 chunk is one thing, but then his next question was, um, will you finance it? So now we're financing, you know, $1,000 a month for four or five years or whatever, long, however long it is. And no immediate payment. There was a five. There was, we were agreed on a five thousand dollar down payment and a thousand dollars a month, right? Well, that didn't even pay the mortgage. So now we're we're getting. And what are we doing? That we have no job beyond that. Yet the Lord is asking us to do this. And so we're sitting there, and we decide that was the Lord too. And so we said yes. Well, we're talking about the new car, the new house, you know, we're talking about my kids, you know, two brand new, at that time Rachel is uh, one, you know, um, or around one or two at that time, um, Abigail's three or four, and I don't know where we're going to live, I don't know what we're going to do. So Nicole gets a part-time job at that at that time. She's making like I think twelve bucks an hour or something like that. But that ain't gonna do it, you know. <laughs> That's not gonna make up the difference. And then it comes down to it, and the the five thousand up front um, thing that fell through. And the Lord said, "I want you to sow that five thousand into the person." So now we're down from 200,000 big payment to 100 to 50 to now we're down to we were doing 5,000 up front and 48 months worth of payments for $1,000. Well, now we're down to just 48 months worth of payments and then just to add on, I think this was just to get me all in. God said, "And I don't want you to get any payment for 3 months. I want you to give them 3 months worth of stuff." So I have to tell you, standing on the edge of the pool right now, listening to your story, this is a real shallow pond. <laughs> <laughs> this one's this, a deep one. Th this is a good, this is a good testimony. Yeah, this is amen. speaking to me because 
every increment and i've heard the story yeah Brian, i've known you long enough yeah. i've heard you tell this story over and over again yeah but now hearing it knowing what the lord is putting on my heart i'm like oh if i just go like this it's gonna splash and that's gonna be it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a deep end yeah you, mm, you, you yeah. were in the like 50 foot because every yeah. every step you're taking the pool is getting big and i'm like yeah oh, how'd they do that well and it was and and it came down one of the things that the Lord, and I encourage you to do this, is when we knew that we were supposed to sell it, I was doing the announcements at our church, and I got up there, and as part of the announcements, I told everybody there that we were selling it, it was God. Why? Because I wanted to put my word out there, and now I can't backpedal. And that helped me, because when God kept asking me to go down, I didn't want to break my word because I'd said that was him, and I knew it was, but that helped me. I put, my, I put myself on the line there. We did. You know, we talked about this and prayed about all this. And so here's this situation, and um, you know, they talked about uh, um, basically this was around August, and here's what we came to, and when we faced another situation uh, later on, but these kind of, they somewhat combined, we faced a situation, and it was kind of like this. Either God is who he says he is, and this is what he said to me through the Holy Spirit. Either God is who he says he is, or he's a liar. It's that simple. And I, we felt very strongly that this was God. So this wasn't just me out there by myself. This was, you know, Nicole and I seeking after the Lord and really feeling like we heard from the Lord. We were both together on it. We had unity there and uh, felt like we had both heard from the Lord. And we were all in because at this point we basically had three months uh, for something crazy to change. And at this point, we had no income except $1,000 a month, which didn't even pay the mortgage in three months. We are all in. And either God's God or he's a liar. Either his word is true or he's a liar. And God's not a liar. Amen. And so, um, so we said, yeah, let's go with it. And so what we did is we gave the three months of, you know, actually at this point, yeah, um, so there was a potential as we made that decision. I, I don't think, when we made the decision, we didn't know that it could possibly turn into something, no. So then, like the next week after we made the decision, we heard that it could possibly turn into a full-time job. Well, we're expecting a $30,000 a year job, but that doesn't pay the bills, you know. And we know that the Lord's calling me into ministry, so I don't fully know, you know, don't really know all the details about that. And um, he just kind of told us to go in a direction. And so, you know, we followed and we jumped in. And then, you know, time goes on and we still don't know and we don't know. And then it looks like she's going to get an offer from her position. And uh, I was coming, I was remember exactly where I was at. It was on uh, 49 in between Asheboro and New London. And uh, I'm driving down the road, and the Lord says, because uh, we knew that she was going to get an offer, 
And what we needed to break even and, you know, be where we needed to be was like 50,000, right? And um, that's where we needed to be. And so, because we had debt, you know, and we, you know, that's where we were at. So then we're going down the road, and uh, I was going down the road myself, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit started talking to me. He said, uh, he said, if you could name the price, uh, the offer that they are going to give Nicole, they said, he said, what would you want that amount to be? Now, and leading up to this, what was interesting was here Nicole goes into this job that you can't get this job with the credentials that she had at the time. Now it's a, you have to have a degree. Well, she didn't have a degree when she got there. So, but yet this job came open for her to be full-time. Later on, they paid for her to go back and get her degree. But at the time, she didn't have one, and they hired her full-time and gave her this offer. So this was a whole... Uh, you know, and the lady said after a week, I knew that I wanted that I was, you know, basically training you to be my replacement. So we had no idea about that, but this is all just the working power and grace of God. And so anyway, I'm going down the road. What do you want the offer to be? And I'm like, Ah, oh, Lord. And I'm thinking, you know, 50, I'm expecting thirty, thirty-five thousand. I'm thinking fifty thousand is a big jump from that, you know. And I'm thinking, Lord, I would love it if it was 50000 a year. You know, I would just love that. And I named that. I told her that. And um, that night we just prayed. We agreed and asked the Lord. You know, I asked the Lord right then. And so the offer came in the next day, and it was 50400 And uh, it was, and it completely, here, here's what happened. My income uh, from the business went down one month, and hers came up the next month, and there was never a gap. A complete, uh, so when you go all out, that's when I've seen the Lord move, when I'm willing to be out there. But I also uh, recommend that when the Lord asks you what you want, ask for a lot. <laughs> because I'm like, man, should have asked for more. <laughs> you know? so, anyway. He did give you an extra 400 He did. That was, that was blessing. So He paid for school later. It's, oh, it's been a huge blessing. But in that, you know, that we had people literally that knew us. Thought you were nuts. That thought we were crazy. They thought we had lost it. And uh, because they just, they look back now and see what a great testimony to the love of God it is. But they thought we were nuts. So that's an all-in story that definitely is, you know, worthy of. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Any other questions? Yep. The runner has flip flops. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. <laughs> One thing I was for me was um, he was talking about that. You know, he's been in, in ministry for like forty years, something like that. I, I don't remember the number. I don't want to put out the man's age, you know. But um, he was talking about that he he, he had he was having to re- erase mm-hmm. the you know his his past, but or. Not erase his past, but erase his blackboard because of what everything he knew. Yep. Um, difficult to because for me, I'm, I'm like, what do I forget? What do I need to get rid of? What? what? All of it. <laughs> okay. Out, outside of God is love, and I'm a child that needs to believe Him as a child. 
He loves me. You can forget all of it besides that, practically. Okay. I mean, cause that, was, that was where I was going yeah. at. I, that's what I'm having to do right now. I'm going, I'm literally, uh, and here's why. Because you remember in Reset, it was like, all right, here was the Garden of Eden, and here's 2015, and they were so close to what was normal with God, and for 6,000 years, we've learned how to not be close to that. So, in other words, in the time period that we were raised, we were raised by people that only understood what was abnormal. Okay. So we need, and, and here's one thing to have some, to give you some faith in that. If it's God, um, all right, so here's, here's where you are now, and here's where God wants you to be, right? Where God wants you to be is the same place at each place. The difference is where you're at. If you are able to completely erase everything that you are, God's still God. And what stands and is strong in this, he'll, if you erase it, he'll give it right back to you. It's still true. In other words, I can let it go, and it's still going to be there. So you don't have to worry about you know, letting go of something that's wrong. In other words, if it's right now, it's going to be right tomorrow when you're looking at it all with a fresh mind again. Does that make sense? It does. Because it all really is about personal connection, and it... It really is about uh, relearning who God is, but from the standpoint of a child that understands um, you know, what he was saying, that you're not going to have it real until water's not wet, the sky's not blue. In other words, I've, this is something I was looking at. Um, this is something that really hit me the other day. Actually, the same day he got into town. I was um, on Saturday... I was reading in the Word, and I was reading when, um, when Mary, when Jesus was born. And first of all, the Holy Spirit came and conceived him, right? Uh, and then uh, he was born into this world. But he didn't operate just as a flesh and blood man. He operated as a spirit. That's what made him powerful. He operated in the realm of the spirit over the realm of the flesh. All right, he was flesh, he had a flesh, he was here in the flesh, but that's not where he operated. When we are born again, we are conceived in the spirit and we are reborn in the spirit. Okay? At that moment, we should not be operating by the flesh any longer. Ever. Ever. And yet we're taught to. Everything about what we've pretty much been taught has taught you how to operate in the flesh. Even teaching that I've done has taught you how to operate in the flesh. And yet you're a spirit. You're, you are made and designed to operate in the spirit. You are made to be clothed with the glory of God in the spirit and not the flesh. And so we really have some unlearning to do to get to that place. And the more, the more uh, fresh you are in God, the easier that is because things, it's kind of like the car salesman that always operated off of uh, pressure and that's how he made sales. When he gets born again, he's in the kingdom. 
that doesn't work anymore. It's not going to work. Well, when we're born in the spirit, the ways of the flesh, when we try to operate, they, we may have a little bit of success, but it's not going to operate in the reality that we're now talking about. You're not going to have that reality without dropping the fleshly ways. Um, matter of fact, uh, Romans 8 is something I was thinking about the other day. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Romans 8, 6. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. And there's another scripture that says when you operate in the spirit, you operate in eternal life. Um, seeing if it's, it wouldn't surprise me if it's here in Romans 8. But he mentioned the scripture that says when you operate in the spirit, you operate in eternal life. Well, we know in John 17, 3, if we'll put that up, when we operate in the spirit and our mind is set on the spirit and we move towards eternal life, well, what's eternal life going to give us? Eternal life is going to give us, uh, this is eternal life, to know God and his son, Jesus Christ. So this is going to give us intimacy. So when we move and operate out of what we're born in, intimacy happens. Relationship, connection happens, and that's where the power of God is a reality. So in order for us to you know, unlearn and wipe out, it's okay if you just take all of that and throw it away and just begin fresh with God today. You will be operating in stuff. He'll bring up to you what's right and what's wrong. Um, for a long time, and I believe the Lord really taught me this, was, I was I'm willing, anytime somebody challenges me on something, like challenges me on doctrine or something, I'm always willing to go back and look at that doctrine. Because, you know why? Because if it was God today, it's going to be God tomorrow. I don't have to be concerned that it's not going to be God if it really is him. So I don't mind the challenge. I, I, matter of fact, I like it. It strengthens my re revelation and resolve in those things. So I can throw away anything, and it's good for me to be unbiased and go back and, and look and look at that again. So what he's saying is it'd be easier if you just threw it all away and just operated now from, I'm in the Spirit. You know, I'm operating in the Spirit. This is who I am. Why should I think that I'm operating in the flesh? Why should I think that that's the base of who I am? It's not. If you're a Christian, it's not. Well, I have one more thing. Okay. Um, she was asking for an all-in testimony, and I, I have one, but I want to make sure it's okay from from because you know what it's going to be, and I just want to make sure it's okay for me to share that here. Um. I'll have to remember what it is. Wait, with me and. My other one? Yeah. It's, it's what happened today. Okay. Well, I haven't heard what happened today. So. Well, then I'll yeah. illuminate. Hold it, and we'll share it next week. That'll be another good testimony. It really, really is. Good. Amen. Cool. We got text questions. So this I is from someone on live stream. Hey, live stream. says, I periodically ask myself, am I really on the narrow path and not the wide? 
When Jim mentioned it yesterday, my question is, how can we be sure we are on the right path? How can we be sure we're on the right path? Well, the fruit is going to be love. And one of the biggest things I think that God's given me from the get-go is the fact that um, he told me right in the beginning that I needed to be unbiased. All right. Um, if I was biased, it's going to cloud my judgment. So the first thing that we need to do is make sure that we judge ourselves correctly. In other words, if there's a chance that I can be wrong, I should probably just go ahead and assume that that is wrong and operate from, all right, how do I correct that? What's the right thing? Now that I have a connection, Father, what is the right thing in this? And what happens is, over a period of time, you put away this piece of wrong, and that piece of wrong, and this piece of and it starts getting very, very clean. And you start, actually, the things that you start putting away after a long period of time, and we've found this now, is to other people, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's what you're dealing with. And I'm like, praise God, but at the same time, if it's wrong, it's still wrong. Doesn't matter how little it seems in your head, it's still wrong. I want to make sure that I'm putting it away. Well, if I'm producing the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, then that's going to be testimonies of that. But don't just judge love, joy, peace, kindness uh, out of your intentions. Amen. Don't judge it out of your intentions. Judge it through the eyes of other people. So that's one way to know if you're on the right path is... What are the other people telling about you? Other people's perspectives and what they see versus what you meant is not a bad thing when you are trying to judge yourself properly and be unbiased. Um, that's, that's a great thing, actually. It's a great... And don't be afraid of that. In other words, if I'm going to step into a walk like Jesus had, then my walk needs to be able to be tested and come up pure. Otherwise, it really is not a good walk, <laughs> you know. So I need to be able to have other people judge it and say, yeah, that's awesome, you know. And, and the truth of the matter is, I would say as an adult, I've been trying to do this for about 15 years, and there's still stuff I mess up. There's still things that I will miss and say wrong and do wrong, you know, or, or that maybe I didn't really do it wrong, but it's perceived wrong, you know. And you're going to have that. The truth of the matter is, even Jesus, when he did no wrong, was still he had people that thought he did wrong. You know, you know that, well, just look when he said in John 6, he said, you know, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And they were like, uh-uh, I'm out of here, Jack. Right? That was what, and so they perceived it to be wrong. Now that was their fault, but it's okay for us to look at that and say, hey, do you think... And I know Nicole and I, we, we bounce a lot of stuff off of each other and we both try to be as unbiased as possible. What do you feel about this? And every now and then I'll shoot it out to people that I trust. Hey, what do you think I'm doing wrong? You know? And, that's, and I, I'm always hesitant about it because I don't want to be wrong, but it's uh, I'd rather figure out that I'm wrong and change it than I would continue in it because that's going to hold me out of connection from God. Does that feel like that's an adequate answer? Good. Well, I think you, These are great questions. I think you answered a lot of what I, was on my mind through that question because it, 
it seems like you know whatever what you're saying what Jim is saying is that you're all in and that you never go back I yeah. mean you don't straddle certainly but if you're all in then everyone should be able to see that or if you know someone else is all in you would expect yes. to see through their actions yes examine examine yourself in this why am I making decisions you really need to ask that question why am I making the decisions that I make um, what's the purpose why did I react that way you know, what made me react? That's but, a good question. What made me react? Yeah. You but know? that's always retrospective. Yeah, but it'll help you figure out what, how, where your heart's at. What's the intent of your heart? You know, what made me react? Um, it doesn't matter if somebody saw it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what you know, you can be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill him. And then you got to figure out, why are you that angry? What caused that? You know, what caused you to say that or to think that? You know, what, what made you do that? What, what was the end? And generally, a lot of times you'll come back and you're like, I was scared that, you know, something wouldn't happen. Well, that's fear and, and that's not acting in God. And think about this, Nicole and I were talking about, and, and if anybody here is in any of this, then I'm sorry. But um, we were talking about this the other week, and it was just, you know, we, I'll just use coming to church as an example. It's right for us to be at church. Um, you'll hear Jim and BJ talking about church is not the answer, and they are correct. It's not the answer. That's what we just, but it is a part of what God wants us to do because what you have to bring to the body is what other people need. What you have, what you have, what you have. This is how we're supposed to work. It's part of the reason why we're still... If connection alone was the only thing that God was concerned with, we'd be in heaven. Yeah. You see? But without connection, we can't do what we are called to do here on earth because we're supposed to be a part of one another. What would make you, and this is, this is a good question. Um, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. When you just have a little bit of a cold, right? You just have a little bit of cold. Most people, do they go ahead and go into work or not? They do go into work, right? Most people will go just like, uh-uh. <laughs> All right. But most people, why, why do they go ahead and go into work? When they're feeling bad, why do they go ahead? Pass. Huh? They think, this too shall pass. think it'll pass, but I mean, it could. I you know, too this too at pass could. I have too many obligations. I have too many people counting on me. I have to be there because the world will stop. What would happen if you didn't get those obligations done? I mean, let's let's go to the root of it. What would happen if the obligations were not done? Yeah. Um, I'd let my colleagues down or my boss. And then what would happen? could lose my job you could lose your job or you don't get paid right right who's your source god so why why would people not see um why would people not see coming to church if god's actually their source and that's a part of god's thing why would people not go to church when they're just feeling bad why would they make an excuse 
If that's their source, then they need to fill up at the source. And the job's not the source. So in other words, what's happening is they have a higher priority on the things of the world than they do on God. Because they're not really all in. They're not really in the path. They're making decisions based on the flesh and based on logic because they're trained to live in a physical world. If they really believed that God was their source, you couldn't keep them out of here. But we're in a society that really doesn't believe that because we've been well off financially for a long time and, and their job has become their source, you know. And, and you would, I, mean, I know people that go into work completely, you know, coughing and hacking, <laughs> you know. Why? Because they're scared of losing their job or not getting that stuff done. But man, if, the, if it happens to be Sunday morning, they're like, I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor, I'm not going to come in today. And it's like, which one's your source? Yeah. And Nicole and I years ago were like, look, if the doors are open, we are there, even when we don't feel like it. And matter of fact, over these past few weeks, neither one of us have felt like it. And uh, I mean, you remember a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't even hardly talk up here. But I was here. Why? I, I don't see it as an option. Because it's a way of God. You know, and if that's you, then yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I said earlier before, I gave a disclaimer. But, but that's what's keeping us out of connection because we see that we have options and why do you see that you have options because you're living in the flesh if you're not living in the spirit you see it as an option shouldn't be an option and it's not saying that church is in itself everything it's like barrett you know had work tonight and it kept her out of town until late so, okay fine you know that's no problem whatsoever it you know that kind of stuff can happen and 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 your job is to love on your balls, you know, too. That's fine. She can watch the live stream. And I'll, I, Barrett, you've got to tell me when you see this part. Now I'll know. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. She's probably watching live stream. She? Was that her question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, Barrett, love you. Praying for you. Mean it. <laughs> so, so could you say that, I, I mean, Jim last night talked about what would Jesus do? Yeah. You know, that slogan going around years back. So, I mean, don't you think church should be a place where you can come to learn yeah. what would Jesus do? And when Jim talked about the problem with religion is a lot of formal religion isn't really teaching yeah. what would Jesus do? They're teaching us to follow their rules. They're teaching you how to live in the flesh. They're teaching you that the only way you're going to be blessed is by coming to church through them. That is not the only way. Here's the thing. Could I have, you know, church helped bring the change that you have today, but you had that change all by yourself today, right? I wasn't there. Jim wasn't there. It's you and God, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. But you got a bunch of churches saying, oh, you better watch that. You know, Yeah, that, that's crazy. You know, But it, it's not. That's normal. That's natural. That's supposed to be every day, all day for all of us. But church, a lot of times they've made themselves the go-between between you and God. They're not it. Jesus is. 
Jesus is the advocate. He's the bridge. He's the way. Not me. My job is to point you to him. And a real church that's doing what they're supposed to be, that's going to be doing that. And it's going to be telling you about how to connect. You know, so. Amen. It's a good question. Let me, let me say one more thing in just a second. Hold on. Let me... Um, one of the conversations that Nicole and I was having was a real challenge because we see people, even leaders, making decisions that are not based on the Spirit. And we've made plenty that weren't based on the Spirit. So the question is, or, or I've made plenty, and Nicole's, you know, she's got it down. Yeah, she's perfect in every way. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, um, but uh, we've made plenty, but you have to, and it's okay to make a mistake, but when you see this as a regular lifestyle, right, um, this is not just a mistake, this is a choice, and it may be a deceived choice, but it's a choice, because it's a choice not to judge yourself rightly. And that's a bad place to be. And ultimately, they are known, believers are known by their fruit. And the question is, is their life legitimately allowing Jesus to be Lord? And if it's not, you need to, with fear or reverence, great reverence and trembling, figure that out. Why am I making my decisions? And this is a real deal because that's part of when you, you heard BJ, this is one of the things we were talking about today, when you heard BJ say it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, what he was talking about was the number of people that thought they were born again and they were not. And when it's evident in their choices and they haven't really made it, they'll be known, they'll be known by their love. And that means love is unconditional giving. And let me give you an example of that. Um, something that you can maybe relate to. Um, I've seen people that uh, would go and they would be, you know, so-called Christians. And I believe that they probably were, but they weren't grown up in this love yet. And I've seen this over and over and over again. And so let's say that, um, let's say that Sherman is... Uh, he's running low on funds, and our, our, who cares if he's low on funds? Let's just say that Sherman likes Wendy's, right? And uh, I like Wendy's, so we're not picking on Wendy's, but let's say that I didn't, right? And I just, so he says, hey, where are we going out to eat? And I'd say, well, I, let's, he says, I want to go to Wendy's. And they'll say, well. I just, you know, I don't, I just don't like Wendy's food. I just, you know, it just, it just bothers me. Well, first of all, why does it bother you? Yeah, because you're living in the flesh. Number two, here's the other part. Um, so I will throw up a big fight. I've seen people do this, throw up a big fight, you know, over going to Wendy's or a big, I don't know, I don't Wendy's. Nah, I want to go to something really nice, you know. And, and it's like every week, it's a big deal about going to where they want to go or whatever else. Well, what's more important here? What you're eating or the fellowship and the love that happens between two believers? And what's more important? The Bible says to consider others higher than yourself. 
So what's more important? Where I want to go, if I'm doing that and I'm operating in love, what's more important, where I want to go or where you want to go? Where he wants to go. If I'm doing it right, I'm considering where he wants to go. So if you'll hear me, you know, this is something that I, we learned years ago. If you hear me, there's a few times where I'm like, I just really don't want to go there, but that's really rare. Most of the time, I've gotten to the place where I don't care where we go. I will find something. Let, let me put it this way. Grace will help me find something that I'll like because I trust him in that. So I know that if I'll just love on people and take in them into consideration, he'll help make me pleased and I'll live in joy no matter what I'm eating. So, but here's the thing. If we don't have a connection, we don't have a relationship, then we're like, I'm going to be disappointed there. They're going to be slow. Well, who cares if you're slow? You need to slow down. You're, are your steps ordered or not? You see, there's all kinds, and, and we make all these things, and we actually live in this unjoyful life because we're not relaxed in God, and we're not doing these things right. You know, why would I get up, have you, I know we've all done this at some point, somebody yells out a particular restaurant, and we're like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. And it happened, it's, it's Hardee's with Nicole, so I'm um, no. <laughs> So I'll be like, let's go to Hardy. I like their burgers. She's like, I should say. But the other day, you should know, she was like, we can go to Hardy's. I'm like, thank you, baby. So you're so in love right now. I can feel it. No. All right. So, uh, but, no. I'm, oh, yeah. Well, that's probably part of my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, and that's, that's one of the things is to point out. All right, but here's the other thing, not just the restaurant, but, you know, what about if somebody else does something that you don't like? You know, if that's the worst day you're having, you're still having a pretty good day. I mean, you are. What if they, I mean, they just completely cuss you out up one side and down the other. Guess what? You're not in hell. You're having a pretty good day. Right? Our perspective on that has been way, way, way off, and we've just allowed it to go on. And it's, it's entitlement, it's, you know, it's a rival mentality, it's all those wrong mentalities. But it doesn't matter even if you had, you know, think about this. Even if you had, let's say that you were just dying of cancer completely and in pain every day, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but let's say that you were, right? Well, first of all, you can come out of that by knowing Christ. Through connection, we can get rid of that. That's nothing to God. All right? So, but let's say that you were, and you weren't coming out of that, and you weren't in connection with God on a regular basis like that, and you, and you just went through the most painful, agonizing death, and you died, but you went to heaven. Honestly, this, is, this life is a vapor, you're still doing pretty good. Amen. Because you're not in hell for eternity. Amen. And what you deserved was that. But Jesus loved on you. And he gave you grace and mercy. So if you look at it that way, you can have the worst day that you've ever had in your life. And you're still having a pretty good day. Now, God doesn't want you to have that kind of day, and we're not expecting for you to have that kind of day. But your perspective on that 
should change. Your perspective should say, praise God. Even if this life goes horrible, I'm still doing pretty good because I got this itty-bitty time that was bad and I have eternity that's awesome that could have been hell. So our perspective, really, we need some humility on that. And that really, you know, all of that, you start looking at that, that is, those kind of thoughts are the thoughts of love, the one that's thinking more about the other person. So to answer the question, how do you know that you're actually walking this, you really take an honest look at examining yourself in love. It's very important to understand. The more you know him and know his character, because you have a connection, the more you start realizing um, how to be. Because you just need to be like dad. You just need to be like him. You know? and, and you know where did I get revelation on love? It came from connection, like what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. That kind of connection is, you know, 15 years ago, I'm walking in that kind of connection, and the Lord starts telling me, I'm good. I'm love. I am every ounce of love. Any way you can think about something being good, that's me. You know, and then he, then he shows me the verse that says, you know, every good gift comes from the Father above, with uh, the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, with whom, the Father of lights, there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. In other words, there is not the slightest instance of not good in him. There's not the slightest shadow. Well, that was revelation that came straight through connection. The more time I spent on it, the more I understood who he was, the more I understood who I needed to be. And the more I saw how off we are as a society... But I'm not going to stand by and continue to be off. I'm going to go as strong as I can into him. And we all should do that. Amen. Let's do the last. Man, this is good. Holy cow. Last, But I'm going to get out here before Jim did. Amen. <laughs> last question. Turn it. We help turn it on. Thank you for the teaching that I've learned here at Boomerang from you Amen. and from Jim. And I had so much to erase. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. See, we didn't talk to God. Yeah. We talked to the priest and confessional. And then they told us what we had to pray, how many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to help Excuse you? Excuse me. I'll help you erase some of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do it your own now. And, Amen. You know, this morning I was sitting, Nicole will smell this. I was sitting on my porch watching my daisies. And enjoying, because she loves daisies too, and I was watching the cardinals chasing each other around, finding little bugs for their babies. And under Carolina blue sky, it was me and God. And we were, I was shutting up and I was listening to God. There was no priest around, it was just me and the Lord. Amen. 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 All right, Mike, that wasn't a question, that was testimony. Got me a brand new testimony. Amen. Got some tears too. <laughs> That's good too. I almost interrupted you. When I came in the door, I felt a little raspy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here, but, and I'm getting sicker by the minute. <laughs> and I wanted to like jump up and ask you. I lay your hands on me because I need a healing, <laughs> but I didn't. 
It's going to be good, isn't it? But I got the healing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not sick anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. It's gone. Just while we're just talking about him and how good he is. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's his anointing. Amen. Not mine. His. Yeah. Yeah, praise God. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think that's good to end on. So, amen. Did y'all enjoy that? Amen. Good. Well, thank y'all for being here. And um, let's just, uh, just for a minute, just, uh, just lay hands on yourself and just let your connection with God be a connection with God. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are and pouring out your power and your love and your grace on us. Thank you, Father. You're so awesome. We just love you. We praise you. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you for healing right in the midst of it. Right in the midst of this, just healing us. Thank you for pouring out your love. We're having a good day. <laughs> We're having a good day. And we praise you. You're so real. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching online too. Have a great night. I beat Jim. Out of the ashes we rise There's no